You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. And welcome back. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about some of the basic instructions and indications for essential oils, some do's and don'ts, please go visit our website, which is Naturopathic Earth. We have loads and loads of recipes and articles about clean eating and optimizing your health and biohacking. And we have some downloadable PDFs that Katie made a few months back about lavender oils and lemon oils and so forth. Check that out for me. Also, guys, if you enjoy any of the content that you hear on these podcasts or on the website, please consider supporting our Patreon account, which is a crowdfunding account. Follow the links on these episode notes, and you can donate anywhere from a dollar to as much as you want a month to help defray the costs of this enterprise. We would appreciate it. Another way you can help defray the costs is to purchase Confessions of an Obese Child, which is my ebook memoir. You can find it on Barnes & Noble, Nook, and Amazon Kindle. And it's only $2.99, and it's a great, a great quick read. And it's really useful for anybody that deals with not just disordered eating, because as the title would suggest, Confessions of an Obese Child, I was an obese child, but also just with addiction in general and dealing with recovery from addiction and coping mechanisms that came about from it. Also, if any of you are overweight, I do talk about how I lost my weight and I've been able to keep it off for 20, coming up to 28 years. So go check that out. We would appreciate it. Also, we do we are an Amazon affiliate. So if you go to any of the articles, especially ones that are recipes, you'll notice, for example, I just did one recently on tiramisu paleo keto tiramisu and there's an article uh, a recipe for there for there and there's also a place where you can buy a mixer or a processor if you click on that and anything you buy within 24 hours through amazon we get a two percent commission which is very small but it it does help us defray the cost so it doesn't have to be the processor you can just click through our link and then go and buy whatever you want on amazon you can buy a soccer ball or makeup or close, and then anything we get, uh, anything you buy, we get two percent at no expense to you. So that's another way you can help us out. So we would appreciate that. All right, let's talk about essential oils. Okay, the reason I'm doing this episode is because Katie has talked about some of the do's and don'ts on essential oils. If you listen to any of the Q&As that we've done, and we did one, I think it was probably Holistic Health News number 12, and I think uh, number 40, and maybe number 75. And on a couple of those, she was asked whether or not you should ingest oils and how you should apply them and what are carrier oils, which are good and which are not good. And also, if you go to Katie's uh, Essential Oil Apothecary, I think it was episode two and episode four, we do some Q&A. So she does tangentially talk about some do's and don'ts, but I thought it'd be smart, sagacious, to just cover some do's and don'ts because 
Let's face it, essential oils are very pervasive, especially through the awareness of doTERRA and Young Living. And I'll mention at the end, I think there, there, there's some pros and cons to that. But most people, a lot of people, I would say most in the world, but a lot of people, especially in America, do have some essential oils in their house. And they might not be too well educated on how to use them. And so Holistic Health News and Naturopathic Earth is all about just giving you knowledge and information, then you can do what you want with that information. And so this kind of is consistent with that mentality. So we're going to go to the Tisserand Institute. Robert Tisserand is a certified aromatherapist. He is one of the most foremost experts on aromatherapy and essential oils. And look, I mean, a lot of people know about essential oils through the representatives, through these multi-level marketing companies like Deterra and Young Living. But there are such things as certified aromatherapists. And these are scientists who have been trained through many years to become aromatherapists, clinical aromatherapists, clinical herbalists. And so these are the guys that you really want to go to when you have questions about essential oils, not so much your MLM contact uh, because they are, they're only as good as what they're taught. So the Tisserand, Robert Tisserand, is one of the most respected uh, certified clinical aromatherapists. And he has a very good, well-respected website called the Tisserand Institute. And he's on YouTube, and you can watch videos about him. But we're just going to cover some essentials. So I would definitely go to him and other certified aromatherapists. So anytime you have questions about essential oils, don't just Google, can I drink peppermint oil? Go to certified aromatherapist websites and then find the answers there. All right, so essential oils can be used to enhance well-being as part of a healthy lifestyle. They are used by millions of people every day, most of them without incidents. However, essential oils are powerful substances and can be harmful if not used with due care and diligence. The essential oil in a bottle is 50 to 100 times more concentrated than in the plant. And safety issues apply to essential oils that, do not, that may not apply to the whole plant or herbal extract. So, because we're taking raw extracts straight from the plant. So, it's very strong stuff, guys. It's not like the aloe vera that you're getting in that, that lotion full of parabens and you can rub it around. There's a lot to know about essential oil safety, and we're just going to cover some just basic safety guidelines. So, topical use and dilution. So, this is going to be putting it on your skin. Topical means putting it on your skin. Do not apply undiluted essential oils to your skin. It's that simple. It's that simple. So Tisserand is saying, don't ever put it. Now, some of you already know this. Like I, I know anecdotally, and by, by no means am I a, an aromatherapist, essential oil expert. I defer to Katie and certainly to, to these people. Uh, but I, I have made the mistake in the past of putting tea tree oil on a wound. And woo, fire, strong. So here, Tisserand says, do not ever apply undiluted essential oils. The most common adverse reaction experienced by hundreds, possibly thousands of people every year is a skin reaction. And the most common cause is using an undiluted essential oil, meaning that you're not mixing it with like a carrier. Generally, the reason for doing this is either one, ignorance. No one told you that it wasn't a good idea, right? Sometimes ignorance is not bliss. And two, someone told you that it was a good idea and that it was safe. That's going to be your MLM rep or just some friend who kind of knows a little about oils because they bought one from the grocery store down the street. All right, so here's the dilution range, and I'll repeat this. Facial cosmetics, you should dilute them 0.2 to 1.5%. Body massages, 1.5 to 3%. Bath and body products, 1 to 4% dilution. 
Specific problems, 4 to 10%, and then pain and wounds, 5 to 20%. Okay, so I'm assuming the dilution right here is like how much of it should be a carrier like coconut oil or some oil like that, and how much of what percentage of it should be an oil. So if you're getting, I don't know, two ounces of a coconut oil and you're doing it on a wound, only 5 to 20% of that mixture should be that of an essential oil. So if you're getting two ounces of coconut oil, let's say up to 20%, depending on what the oil is, that's a fifth of it can be that, then 5.5 ounces, if it's two ounces, 0.5, yeah, 0.5, 0.5 ounces of drops. Yeah, My math might not be too great on that one. And I'll include a link to this to help you out. Some essential oils, such as lemongrass, clove, or cinnamon bark, are more likely to cause skin reactions than others. Okay, those are strong. Lemongrass, clove, and cinnamon bark. However, people frequently have bad reactions to essential oils that are relatively safe because they are used undiluted. This is not because these essential oils contain impurities. The same companies that tell, you, tell us genuine essential oils can't cause adverse reactions are the same brands causing most of the reactions. Hmm. The simple fact is dilution and risk are directly linked, and this is well-known phenomenon in dermatology and toxicology. All right. If you have an allergic reaction to an essential oil, your immune system has been primed for life, so you might need to avoid that oil indefinitely. Irritation is different. It does not involve the immune system and usually happens from improper use. Okay. So let's go back to this chart. So facial cosmetics, as I did promise I'd repeat it, it's 0.2 to 1% dilution rate. Body massage, 1.5 to 3%. Bath and body products, 1% to 4%. Specific problems, 4 to 10%. Pain wounds, 5 to 20%. All right, let's talk about baths really fast. And this reminds me, uh, I think Katie's essential oil apothecary episode... I think it was the one she was discussing mint, peppermint. She had mentioned once how she had put some drops straight, a lot of drops into a bath, and then it just would, she felt like she was on fire and she had to um, put, rub, get out of the, of the bathtub and shower. And, and it was, she was still having a lot of discomfort. So she had to rub a carrier oil on her uh, to, to make it go away. So let's see what, what Tisserand and the boys over at the Tisserand Institute and girls say about baths. Perhaps even more important, do not put drops of essential oils into a bath and then step into it. Essential oils do not mix with water. They float in tiny droplets on the surface, and you're about to sit on those droplets of undiluted essential oil. All right, that's important. Whenever essential oils are mixed with water, quote-unquote mixed, without a dispersing agent, there is a risk of irritation since undiluted droplets of essential oil can attach to the skin often in sensitive areas. We don't like them in sensitive areas. Because the oils are warmed up by the water and also cannot evaporate, they often sting like crazy. Therefore, essential oils always need to be fully dispersed in an appropriate base before being added to a bath. All right, and we'll include a leak to their bath safety page because they have a bath safety page. So just guys in general, don't don't run a bath and then throw in some drops of lavender because you're feeling a little anxious before you go to sleep and jump in. Don't do that. All right, ears. 
Undiluted essential oils should not be dripped into the ears, but diluted essential oils may be placed on a cotton wad for partial insertion. All right, go back to that dilution rate that I mentioned. So don't just turn your head to the side and drop in some oils. I think most of you guys know that, not to do that. Eyes, do not drop undiluted essential oils into eyes as this will cause a chemical burn and may result in temporary blindness. Diluted essential oils may be used close to the eyes. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about diffusing and swallowing. All right, so we talked about the bath, we talked about blind on the skin, we talked about eyes and ears. Let's talk about drinking it. He's very clear. Tisserin's very clear. Do not ingest essential oils unless advised to do so by a practitioner who is qualified and licensed to prescribe essential oils in this way. Okay, that does not include your friend down the street who is selling young living essential oils. They are not a practitioner, guys. They're a saleswoman. No offense to them, okay? Do not ingest essential oils unless advised by a certified aromatherapist practitioner. Some of you are, oh, Gregory, you know, you're, you're bumming me out. I love essential oils. I, I look around my house and I got them all like in, in, in shelves, like trophies everywhere, like on different shelves because they're all pretty bottles. And I've been doing this forever. I had no problems. I had no, okay, well, look, look, you haven't had problems. Like, don't kill the messenger. I'm just trying to give you good advice on what the experts are telling you to do. That's all I'm saying. So they say do not do it unless advised and prescribed. Taking essential oils orally engages many areas of risk that other modes do not. Clearly because you're putting it straight into the tummy. That'd be a bad party in your tummy if you want to quote Yo Gabba Gabba. Do not take essential oils either undiluted or in water as there is a risk of mouth stomach irritation. This is similar to what happens in a bath, except that mucous membrane tissue is much more sensitive than skin. Yet our gut only sends out pain signals when erosion has progressed quite far. Essential oils are widely used in food flavorings and generally regarded as safe status for many essential oils, applies to food flavoring use, but it specifically excludes medicinal use. One or two drops of most essential oils can be safely taken in a day, but more than this is not recommended. Not recommended. So, essential oils are used widely for food flavoring, and we've talked about the grass status, artificial color, natural flavoring, natural color. These are all considered grass. Caffeine used to be considered grass, generally regarded as safe. But that 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 certification or that categorization has been fraught with a lot of of lobbying and money conflict of interest in the past, especially with those aforementioned uh, preservatives. I'm not saying it in particular with with essential oils, but in general. We need to be careful, okay? They're not indicated for necessarily medicinal use. Tisserin is saying one to two drops at the most. The, medis- the medicinal use essential oils, the ones you just put in your, your mouth because, you know, I don't know, you want peppermint in there because you're having abdominal pain. It's very different than the, the essential oils that are used for, for food flavoring. So again, don't be dropping them in there. All right, let's go to inhalation and diffusion. It is not advisable to directly or intensively inhale essential oils for longer than 15 to 20 minutes, such as with the steam inhalation. 
Again, it is not advisable to directly and intensively inhale essential oils for longer than 15 to 20 minutes, such as with steam inhalation. No, not a long time. All right, let's go to diffusing, though, because a lot of people diffuse. I diffuse on, on occasion. However, this does not apply to ambient inhalation from essential oils vaporized into the air. If you are diffusing essential oils, it makes more sense to do this intermittently than constantly all day long. Ideally, diffuse essential oils for 30 to 60 minutes on, then 30 to 60 minutes off. This is not only safer, but it's also more effective as both our bodies and our nervous system habituate to essential oils after this period of time. Whenever you're using or diffusing essential oils, some air exchange, fresh air, is advisable. So on and off. I remember there was a bookkeeper at the school where I used to work and I would walk into her little office. It didn't have a window. I mean, it was very small and she would be diffusing oils all day and they were not pure essential oils, whatever that means. We'll talk about that at the end, but they were like cookie dough flavor, vanilla flavor, like like scented candles. They were like a low grade company. She probably bought on Amazon and it was strong. I mean, you'd walk in there and she would have it on all day, all day. And I think Katie had mentioned in one of the Q and A's that we've done how, again, it's not advisable, especially for children, to flip on a diffuser in their room and leave it on all day. This is taxing on the respiratory system, guys. So let's listen to Tisserin. Intermittent, intermittent, 30 to 60 minutes on and off. Do that two, three times a day. And again, if you're not around, don't flip it on. Just do it sparingly, guys. Just because it's there doesn't mean we have to like overindulge in it. All right, a couple last things here. Naked flames, naked flames. That's like a bad Harlequin novel, Naked Flames. Deborah came to a small town, and then she bumped in to the local gardener, Rico. Read this, Naked Flames, on your bookstore soon. Essential oils are flammable and should not be used in any way that involves close proximity to a naked flame or similar fire hazard. Essential oils are not explosive, that's good to know. And they are safe when used in a diffuser, but there is some degree of risk. Burners that are lit with a candle flame are not recommended, but fragrant, fragrant candles are safe. Okay, now I know, I can't remember which of the two MLMs are, are doing the scented uh, essential oil candles. Uh, clearly, you can tell I don't do my research too well here. But uh, if they're essential oil and they're fragrant candles, that are safe. And I'm, I'm assuming, too, that they're not using paraffin wax, which is the, the, the predominant wax that's found in most candles in the United States. I'm, I'm assuming they're using soy or beeswax. Go back to that episode we did on scented candles, how they're, to- they're, they're carcinogenic and they're, 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 they're toxic to the body. I think it's about 10 episodes back on Holistic Health News. And yeah, I definitely recommend you listen to that. But in general, let's, let's keep it away from flames. Last thing, children. We got to do it for the children. Keep essential oils in a place where young children cannot reach them, but never let them handle essential oil bottles. And never let them handle essential oil bottles. Even two-year-old kids have been known to unscrew caps on essential oil bottles and drink the contents. That would not be good. ER time. The fact that the bottle contains an orifice reducer helps a little bit, but young children are used to sucking liquids from their mommy's nipple. Okay, now Tizzer didn't say that. I just added that. While the end result is rarely fatal, every year there are some very close calls. To help prevent such accidents, all essential oils should be sold in bottles with childproof caps. Of 
course, this doesn't always work, but it does make a difference. And then he provides a dilution rate for children. Up to three months of age, you should do a 0.1 to 0.2 dilutions, very, very little. Three to 24 months old, it's 0.25 to 0.5%. Two to six years old, it's 1 to 2%. Six to 15 years old, it's 1.5 to 3%. And 15 years or older, it's 2.5 to 5%. All right, last thing. Let's talk about contraindications. If you have a skin condition or are pregnant, have epilepsy or asthma or on a course of treatment with prescribed medications or on any doubt about any condition you may have, you're advised to seek the advice of a doctor or suitable practitioner before using pure essential oils. Of course, this all makes sense, guys. Just be be circumspect, be cautious about using these oils because, again, we think um, that they're not that strong, but in fact, they're very potent. Okay, let's finish up. Okay, guys, so I, I want to end it with essential oils are very pervasive, and this is mostly in the last five to 10 years because of Young Living and doTERRA. Now, you guys are pretty familiar with one of those, and if, if any of you are into essential oils, you're probably in one camp and not the other, right? It's like this the turf war uh, between the two, right? Towns versus gowns, bloods versus crips, you know, Aggies and Longhorns down here in Texas. Like, all, I, I, don't, I don't really have a... Uh, side to support. I just support overall health. And I just want to mention, look, these are companies, guys, are multi-level marketing companies. And am I saying that their their essential oils are not pure grade quality? I'm not saying that. I don't know. I don't go to their lavender field. I'm not doing tests. I'm not a scientist. What I will say is that they are MLMs. And MLMs are created uh, to make money, like all companies, right? They're, they're created to make money. It's a pyramid scheme, right? If you know anybody who does MLMs, and I, and I wish I could just have a good separate episode alone on my issues with MLMs, but MLMs, they monetize or they try to monetize your relationships. And this is what bothers me about MLMs. And this is not to cast aspersions on any of you who are in an MLM or try to make money off an MLM. But look, there's, there's thousands of cautionary stories about MLMs. Now, if you start in an MLM early on, like let's say on uh, CBD oils like two years ago, and you'll be at the top of the pyramid, you're probably making money off of the people below you, the people that you've recruited who are doing your bidding. Uh, but if you came into to an MLM late, you're probably not making any money or very little money. Now, some of you are, Gregory, I said, sure, I make this. Okay, fine. There's exceptions. But as a whole, I know more people who... And it depends. Every MLM is different. There's a lot of MLMs, not just essential oils, but in general. And it's funny because a lot of MLMs are come out of Utah, uh, just like the, the two essential oil companies. But uh, a lot of these MLMs, they make you put up a lot of money early on. You got to buy their product or whatever. And so you're, you're spending you know one through $2,000, $2,000, and then you have to sell that product and find people. And so they sell it and they, they try to recruit people, especially women, because like, women, are you at home? Women, do you want to make money? You know, you could be making X and X amount of money every month by selling these, but fill in the blanks, da, 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 da. So it appeals to women who are at home, maybe taking care of the kids and they want to make some money. So then they, they, they buy all this, this product. And so now they have to figure out who to sell it to. And so this, this is the issue I have. 
because I have friends that are that are in other MLMs, and they'll come to me and they'll be like, "Hey, can you buy such and such and such?" And I don't want to mention what these things are. And I'll be like, and they know they don't know, but I tell them, it's like I don't like MLMs. I don't like the whole ethos behind them because you are putting your family and your friends in an uncomfortable situation because they care about you. They want your company, you want your quote unquote company to succeed. They want you to make money off of it, but maybe they don't want your fill in the blank blouse, your fill in the blank life insurance policy, your fill in the blank whatever MLM is pawning, and so it puts them in a, in an uncomfortable situation. And so when you try to monetize or make money off of your friends or off of your family, it put it brings tension. It brings tension. But at the same time, as the MLL seller, I understand why they do it because you've bought all this product and you need to sell it. So that's why you see all these like essential oil parties where women invite other women over to test it out and so forth. So look, that's my problem with MLMs. Duterra and Young Living, they want to make money. They want to make money, okay? And so they do educate their providers, sellers, whatever, you know, cool catch name they use for their their MLM people. Uh, they, they do educate them, but the education is not like four years of university on essential oils and aromatherapy, okay? So it's not necessarily their fault, the seller's fault, when they don't know everything there is to know about these very potent agents. And so you might get... Some sellers, especially those who are really needing to sell, or maybe they're just unscrupulous, who promise you you can do essential. Oh, yeah, you can drink gallons of this stuff. Oh, you can apply it this way, or you can do this. Or they'll make these spurless claims that essential oils can cure asthma, essential oils can cure bronchitis, essential oils can do fill in the blank. And, you know, it could be anecdotal, though. though They might have a story like, I had bronchitis, but when I applied this oil, my bronchitis went away. Okay, well, that's anecdotal, but that's not, you can't make these all-out claims. And a lot of companies have been caught doing that, right? So so you, you just got to be a little careful. I'm not saying don't use doTERRA Young Living. I'm not saying don't use Now, the other big product you can find. I'm just saying, again, knowledge is power, And so if you do decide to buy high-quality essential oils from fill-in-the-blank, do your own research. Again, go to the Tisserin Institute. Again, I'm not getting any money off from the Tisserin Institute. I'm just go to certified aromatherapist websites and Google whatever oil you have or however you're, you're wanting to use that oil and find out if you can use that oil the right way. Don't go to the person who just sold you the oil in the pyramid because, again, they have a conflict of interest and a vested interest to tell you what you want to hear so you'll keep buying their oil. Also, I want to mention, you know, doTERRA has, and again, I'm not pooping on doTERRA, but doTERRA has their their, their certified, uh, what's it called? Their certified pure therapeutic grade and that's one of the little uh, like patents that the FDA gave them to show that their stuff is 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 high quality. But like if you do literal research on it, and, and trust me, you can just Google this. They trademarked that phrase and got a patent on that phrase to use. So the FDA never gave them this this stand this seal of approval, like the organic seal of approval, at all. They bought the patent, and the FDA provided them that patent for money. And so now they can say everything is certified and it's 
pure therapeutic grade. Okay, so it doesn't really mean anything. Again, companies will do this because they want to get your trust and they, they want you to, to trust their product. Just like the organic logo on a lot of our food really doesn't mean anything if you look behind it and all the bribery and, and so forth that goes into it. And there's very laxed uh, kind of regulations on how to get the organic stamp. But people see the organic stamp and they're like, oh, that's organic, so it's healthy. So again, just, just be wary, guys. Buy whatever oil you want, but then go online, do the research before you put it on your body and definitely on your children's body. All right, guys, I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you found it even a little helpful, hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds and post an honest review. If you're angry about some of the things I said because you have been selling essential oils for 20 years, they've made money off of it, all right, then, then post that. Okay, that's fine. I don't care what you write, but just go post a review. It'll help me out a lot and it'll help out our endeavor. All right, guys, until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.